0: Did you see the stylish kids? Welcome to the Young IPA Podcast, I'm James, this is Pete G'day everyone It is May the 29th, it is episode 166 Really fun Friday show, I do love a good Friday show yeah. uh, And this is a good one So we've got the quiz and we've got the draft, they're back this week uh, We're still in our homes, which is, you know, bad news for my back, but good news for vibes uh, It is the Schlicks, sorry, people who long-time listeners of the show know the Schlicks well Adam and Mia, two of our colleagues here at the IPA We're going to do the... Uh, Uh, quiz and then we've got the draft of famous siblings in history so a bit of fun on that with a lot of music selections
1: that's right we reignite that fierce sibling rivalry that exists between me and adam uh and it takes it to a new level so you know stay tuned for all that
0: yes uh now big story in the world this week is basically trump versus twitter that we're going to get into uh and i gotta say First up, I am so happy to be leading off a show not talking about coronavirus restrictions. Uh, long time coming, and it does make me feel a whole lot better about the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you'd prefer it to be that all tax everywhere was abolished or something like that. But, <laughs> yes. you know, whatever. Vegas one be one day. One day. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Trump versus Twitter. Uh, to give
0: people the full story, because it kind of... Uh, went by very quickly so Trump on Tuesday tweets out there is no way brackets zero just in case there was any uh, confusion what no way meant there is no way zero that mail-in ballots will be anything less than substantially fraudulent mailboxes will be robbed ballots will be forged and even illegally printed out and fraudulently signed the governor of California is sending ballots to uh, millions of people anyone living in the state so he's going on this whole rant about uh, mail-in ballots now uh, usually these things just passed by but twitter said uh twitter puts a fact check on trump's tweet so now when you load up trump's tweet on mail-in ballots uh there's a like a blue exclamation mark and it says get the facts about mail-in ballots here first time twitter's ever done anything like this and it's pretty Don extraordinary Trump- uh just on any politician like it's first time uh that's what i'm saying is that uh, no politicians have been treated like this it's an extraordinary move like we're going to get into a whole lot of things and it's going to sound like i might be taking twitter side i want to say that is out of control behavior from twitter to go you know what we're going to fact check the president of the united states as how big we think we are rather than just you know leave it up to people
1: exactly right and they not only just put that little uh, blue exclamation mark for the fact check thing they gave you a link to click on which was through to CNN and New York Times articles like that was some kind of neutral purveyor of the truth
0: yeah exactly so and then just like there's this like implicit uh, suggestion that if something is fact checked then what is being fact checked is inherently false so Twitter's saying look don't even click this link if you don't want to just so you know we think this is false or even mm. like this is false so so <laughs> Donald Trump, uh, not one to take things lying down like this, uh, then goes on another Twitter storm, saying Twitter is now interfering in the twenty twenty presidential election. They are making uh, they are saying my statement on mail in ballots, which will lead to massive corruption, and fraud is incorrect, based on fact checking by fake news CNN and the Amazon Washington Post. Twitter is completely stifling free speech, and I, as president, will not allow it to happen. Now uh, there was like a a lot of umming and ahhing about what exactly trump means by as president i will not allow it to happen so overnight he has signed an executive order uh which basically looks at section 230 of the communications decency act now i won't get into the ins and outs of what this means but it's basically the overarching idea is that twitter is treated in legal terms like it's a platform uh they're not responsible uh no no so it's the uh legal at the moment is that uh, it's a platform you can say it's be, it is a publisher like you can say they're oh, working like a publisher
1: sorry, but yeah, in no the legal
0: eyes yeah the legal of the USA it's a platform they're not legally responsible for what third parties like Trump or like you know I don't know uh, who's been banned recently like uh, the Farrakhan or some Krasnstein brothers my favourite people Twitter's not legally viable for what they post and that gives them special protections that say the washington post don't have or that fox news don't have so when they start acting like a publisher and again like when they twitter fact checks the president of the united states that's pure publisher action that's not a neutral platform kind of idea the idea comes do they surrender their ability to be treated like legally distinct as platforms and that's the debate yep so what do we reckon? I've got a whole lot of points about this. This is the kind of stuff I could legitimately talk about all day. I find it so interesting. So oh. I, I, guess, I guess like, yeah, question for Pete. Uh, should tech companies be responsible for what is posted on their sites?
1: Well, obviously not. Because that I mean, that, that what you're referring to there is called section 200, 230. And it was often referred to as 26 words that created the internet and was put in back in the 90s. And that means, yeah. So like you or I or, or any crazy person out there, not that we're crazy people, but crazy people I, out um, there i'm a little off yeah yeah Volt well, a little off but you know uh if a tech company is responsible for what any random person says on their platform then obviously they're going to have to the way facebook as we know known twitter as we know it and any other platform as we know it is going to completely change because they can't afford to get sued for something that some wacko says on uh on social media so i don't think that this is a great move it completely disturbs the open internet that for all its fault is still uh, a good thing that i like and want to keep that way what really um, what I enjoy most about this story is this image of these people sitting around in Twitter's head offices going hmm how can we manipulate the 2020 election and convince people in uh, in flyover states whose towns have been destroyed by the opioid crisis and you know jobs going to China how can we get them to not vote for Trump? I know let's link to CNN. I'd, they, must have ever, uh, they must have ever heard of CNN before because if they had have heard of CNN, they would have read it and never voted Trump in the first place. So this is, this is not achieving what you think is going to achieve Twitter. <laughs> this is achieving the very opposite. It's making people more likely to vote for Trump. That's, that was my favourite takeout. But I, I don't agree with his exec, executive order at all. And I don't think there's lots of concerns about whether or not it's even constitutional. So I don't know how far it's going to get, to be honest
0: yeah uh i'll go what i take away from this and then i think we should just because like look there's a lot of wide opinions about this whole thing even in like you know the ipa today there's been a few ideas being batted around about it Mm. uh so we should at least like devil's advocate some of the stuff so it's not just us in lockstep but yeah my point when has the government ever legislated speech to make it and, and the end result was that it was more fair like it was just better for everyone everyone can just look back at the government getting involved on free speech and going like well that that was good that was really good so i I don't see why this would be any different
1: yeah exactly right and uh, you know i mean you're completely correct and then what if trump loses or or you know eventually he's not going to be president eventually you'll have someone like kamala i'm saying i'm gonna say a name wrong but kamala harris AOC, AOC might never make it to the White House, to be honest. But yeah, you know. uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. If Bernie if can she get does. that far.
0: If Bernie can get that far, AOC can. Uh, but then she's in yeah. charge
1: of what's on Twitter, and it's like, Ooh, don't know about that.
0: It, exactly. So uh, look, these tech companies like Twitter and YouTube. I'm, I'm not going to say they don't have a left-wing bias. I mean, you just see the people that are getting banned and then Twitter fact-checking the Trump. Like, there is clear a left-wing bias against conservatives on these platforms. Uh, but then, yeah, if you take away their protections, like, you've, you've got to remember that, like, because they're left-wing bias, that's going to also affect how they uh, interpret laws that you bring in. So if Twitter is now responsible for what's posted on Twitter and they're already left-wing at the top anyway, what exactly are the opinions that they think are going to get them sued? And it's not going to be Trump lied about mail-in ballots, it's going to be uh you know uh, opinions like uh barack obama was a bad president or that uh joe biden and you know it's, there's going to be a lot of things written about joe biden that are probably going to get silenced like these are the opinions that get silenced and those are conservative opinions i think this will lead to more restrictions on what conservatives say on social media rather than less like conservatives have used social media to get millions of followers when you think about Ben Shapiro or uh, you know well friend of the show not a conservative but Dave Rubin like these are people that can only achieve what they have through social media so to say that conservatives can't use social media now is wrong and to say that conservatives would be better off under more laws is also wrong
1: I think that's a really good point I'd really question this idea that conservatives have been like conservatives are definitely um, like you know by the the social media companies are biased against conservatives but conservatives have been able to advance ideas on social media, and classical liberals and libertarians that they wouldn't have been able to advance with anywhere near the same influence if it was just a cable television setup or a, or a network setup. You know, like would Trump even be president without social media? I don't. I, I want to I jump don't. on that. That is just
0: such a good point because one of Trump's tweets when he does his tirades about uh, Twitter trying to interfere with the election, which again, Twitter is trying to interfere with people's perceptions of Trump. Like, I'm not saying they're not, but. Trump goes, they tried it in 2016, they're going to try it again in 2020. Now, what happened in 2016? Trump won, and Trump won off the back of using Facebook and Twitter to reach people in ways that no one had ever been able to do before. And, I mean, he was giving stump speeches that were getting watched by hundreds of thousands of people. Like, without social media, that's just not a thing. And people would have just got spoon-fed the takes on Trump through traditional media outlets. Like, Trump won an election getting around traditional media, and now he's pushing us to go straight back to the way things were. Not a good idea.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, there would still be social media, but they would be far more risk averse. And some of the more out there stuff that Trump tweeted, they might've said, no, nah, that's not going up. And that's some of the stuff that got him elected. And I reckon the dials moved a little bit on political correctness, you know, in the last few years, there are, there are, it is easier to question political correctness orthodoxy. And partly that's because of people saying stuff on social media uh, in an open free social media that we not, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't necessarily have prior to that. But um yeah, no. So that's that's the main thing about that. I would actually point out. I did want to make a quick point that uh, as kind of a token gesture of balance, Twitter also because you know all sorts of people are on Twitter, right? And and they get to say whatever they want. No one fact checks fact checks them. Now there was a uh, the what's his name? The Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman, Lygian Lygian Zhao who had tweeted, it might be the US Army who brought the epidemic to Wuhan. Now, he tweeted that like a couple of months ago. (laughs) And is there some kind of token measure of balance this week? Uh, Twitter fact-checked that. So, you know, it just goes to show that it was perfectly fine for them. Their first priority was to make sure that, you know, the the American president didn't make a point about a domestic issue rather than the Chinese government just making stuff up about a global pandemic. So that's evidence of how left-wing they are.
0: So we are in pretty much lockstep on this and I understand that we'd have a lot of viewers right now that have different opinions. So That's let's true. play devil's advocate here. Pete, uh, th- there are uh, tech giants now with more say over what the Overton window or what uh, polite society can say online. Uh, there are social media giants with more power now than any newspaper publisher in human history. Like you think uh, once you're off Facebook, Twitter and YouTube, you can't, really reach new people uh in in, in different in, in ways that like uh you know you think about newspaper tycoons of old that the, the twitter can now silence people more than newspaper tycoons of old can so therefore twitter we need to take an extra long look at what that bias then does to a society so what would you say to those people concerned about that
1: yeah, I mean that's true, but uh, you know the the technology changes over time, and if you don't like Twitter, then it's you know it's time to create a new social media platform or maybe whatever comes next after social media platforms. Um, and I would, as, as I say, as I say, I think social media has been better for the conservative movement than like in, as much as it is biased against them and people get shadow banned like that. It still has allowed the expansion of the conservative movement in a way that. Um, would never have been possible. Um, the other thing I was going to say was the people. I get what people say when they say. So one of the arguments is, oh, you know, they're a publisher. If they're not being neutral, they're a publisher rather than just a neutral platform. Um, that's one of the key arguments of people who are in favour of the executive order. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's just like a matter of
0: yeah. Uh, people can see what Twitter are doing, and as you say, like Trump's fans are looking at this and they're as fired up about this as they've been on any uh, issue recently so there is clearly a market if people go you know to hell with twitter we're not getting what we want we want a different place like you're telling me there's not enough tech billionaires that would value making a quick buck over maybe their political beliefs and set up the conservative twitter yeah exactly Or like trump just does it himself like hey this is my new social media account if you want to follow me and not get fact checked by twitter this is where to follow me i mean that- and think what that would do to twitter the second trump like there's this idea that like uh, twitter needs trump and trump needs twitter yes so if trump leaves you know i'm my bat my ball i'm going home twitter dies
1: yeah oh yeah and and, and we saw jordan peterson was creating his own social media platform before he became ill and yeah if i could allay the concerns of trump fans don't worry about this this is better for trump this is a golden issue for trump right he can say you know twitter's victimizing me he's victimizing all of us you know he gets to talk you know he gets to play up to that victimhood element of it you know this is nothing but an election like joe biden will be like oh my god why did you do this this is nothing better than the convince more people that well he doesn't know know
0: what twitter is let's be honest
1: uh (laughs) once someone explains to him what
0: twitter is he'll be going that was probably a bad idea don't Uh, worry trump fans is my few other aspects of this story uh we haven't touched on yet uh is so twitter's head of integrity Like this went a bit viral. The person responsible for the site's integrity, his tweets made the rounds to just show how biased Twitter was. Uh, His name's Joel Roth. Here are some of the best ones. I'm just saying we fly over those states that voted for a racist tangerine for no reason. Uh, For a reason, we fly over them. Uh, Another one, yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. And today on Meet the Press, we're speaking with Joseph Goebbels about the first 100 days. What I hear whenever Kellyanne is on a new show, being Kellyanne Conway, a counsel to President Trump. So, like, to have that guy responsible for the head of side integrity and to trust that... He can like park his political beliefs to one side when they're that fiery and go, you know what, I'm treating every case on case by case basis about integrity? A stretch. And I'm not and again, I'm 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 not disagreeing that Twitter has a left-wing bias. I'm just saying that more regulation on speech isn't the way to go. And then I'm hemorrhaging battery here, so this might be an interesting rest of the show. Uh, and then the <laughs> other one was uh YouTube are deleting anti China comments. Sorry, uh The Verge revealed that uh, as early as October 2019 if you typed in in Chinese uh, symbols communist bandit or 50 cent party the comments would then delete themselves off YouTube in 15 seconds so you can say YouTube standing up for truth to Trump but the second uh, China says get rid of those comments they
1: automate it it's completely telling how much more these people are concerned by Trump than you know this, the Chinese communist party mm. so uh, um it's a a completely warped set of priorities.
0: All right. So we've gone about 17 minutes on that one. So let's move on to Hong Kong. Uh,
1: Well, yeah. So this is, this is, um, this is real repression. Uh, Chinese national party Congress broke out in applause in Beijing's great Hall. Uh, this week um, after voting the draft decision that paves the way for sweeping anti-sedition laws to be directly enacted in hong Hong kong so we talked about this on tuesday they were proposed laws that were coming in uh, and were going to be voted on on thursday in beijing and obviously they have have been voted on that national people's congress is just a rubber stamp so these are now laws they are any acts or activities that endanger Chinese national security including separatism subversion and terrorism uh, charges that are often used in mainland China to silence dissidents and other political opponents so those things will now be illegal in Hong Kong as they have been illegal in China for decades uh, it basically means also that the Chinese Communist Party can set up their agencies in Hong Kong and you know effectively shut down the anti uh, the pro-democracy protests that are happening in Hong Kong harass people arrest people it basically according to a lot of people, makes Hong Kong China. In fact, the United States Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, has notified the US Congress that the Trump administration no longer regards Hong Kong as autonomous from mainland China. So they're just one and the same now, uh, according to the Americans, uh, according to the Trump administration. And they've they've lost their um, preferential trade and financial status, which which is part of the reason why they're economically successful. But that's secondary the main thing is the fact that they've lost their rights that they've had for decades that they were meant to keep under the sino-british agreement uh, in 1997 and they're and they're gone it's an incredibly sad thing to happen and a terrible thing to happen that a free people could lose their rights like that they've obviously been losing them for a while but now they've they've really lost them so yeah pretty pretty terrible stuff really uh, yeah, I have nothing more to add Then I'm um,
0: sad. And also, sorry, if you missed it, we did talk about this sort of stuff with Greg Sheridan on Tuesday's show. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that interview yet, uh, we get some really in-depth stuff about China's relationship with the world. Uh, there's some stuff about Hong Kong because I'm still a bit misty-eyed. I do think that Hong Kong has the potential to be... Uh, China's Chernobyl moment of when the regime starts tumbling down and Greg Sheridan uh, talks a bit more about that last thing we get uh, got before we get into the likes and dislikes Uh, so Peter Ridd most important academic freedom case in our lifetime we're going to be talking to Gideon Rosner on next week's show about what he saw this week Uh, but if IPA has been doing a whole lot of work on it. We've got two videos on our social media channels, just Evan and Gideon talking through what they saw, what the case is. The decision itself is a few months away, but you know you can just go to our social media pages, go to ipa.org.au. You can get a whole bunch of analysis if uh, you do want to read up more on Peter Reid because it is so very important to the future of academic freedom and scientific inquiry in Australia. Could so, I just bring up... The most damning
1: thing I I found in that. Sorry to jump in there, but the Heretic podcast uncovered that, and I just discovered this this week as I was working my way through it. That the ten, the ten universities have tried to remove academic freedom provisions from their enterprise bargaining agreements. So that's pretty extraordinary. Ten universities have just on the sly tried to get rid of uh, academic freedom. So check it out yourself if you haven't already. Is what I'm saying.
0: Yes. Well, collegiality is the pathway to truth. That's always yeah. been the case. You run through yeah. history. Likes and dislikes. So we do the Heroes and Villains on Tuesdays. Today is about likes and dislikes. Pete, what are you liking this week?
1: Well, mate, this week and... Uh, oh, no, I don't need to grab my phone. That's all right. This week, well, last night, the NRL was back. So a lot of my, you know, uh, Generation Liberty mates who are on, um, are on the old social media... Uh, we're tweeting and uh, writing on Facebook about the NRL was back. The Brisbane I was very up
0: to date and current of you to call it the old social media.
1: The old, uh, the old socials. Uh, Brisbane Broncos six, Parramatta Eels thirty four. So Parramatta oh. went up to Brisbane and got the job done. I don't know anything about NRL. I thought Brisbane really good, but obviously uh, Para too good on this occasion. A few messages on the chain last night, which is my mates lads chat. Read the NRL. Obviously, uh, massive Victorian. I'm a, I'm a, I am a Victorian and all my mates are Victorian, obviously, uh, that, are, that are on this chat. My brother goes, I've missed live sports so desperately that I'm considering watching NRL tonight. Uh, Frida, long time listener of this show, says, don't do it, Pat. Mother, another friend called Molly who listens sometimes goes, geez, NRL stinks, really trying here, but it sucks. And me, NRL is the best TV sport in the world, is such a bonehead Sydney talking point. So, um, you know, it wasn't that popular that last night on the chain, but in general, it's great that it was back.
0: At- A fascinating look into Peter Gregory's inner circle. I'm, uh, In we're world, all the
1: richer for it. We tried, but we just, you know, we tried.
0: All right. My like this week is just basically the vibe. Uh, I just I'm liking the vibe around Australia. Dennis uh, it is, but uh, that is the like. Uh, so we have the national cabinet meeting. I think it's like it's currently happening while we do the show. And the leaks that are coming out of, like, here's what's going to be announced in the National Cabinet meeting is basically the federal government's going to put more pressure on states to open up restrictions, especially on borders. Now, I'm not saying it's uh, floating through too quickly. I mean, today is the talk in Victoria about Daniel Andrews handing out on-the-spot fines to businesses that have the ability to work from home but choose not to do so, so that's still concerning. But I like now that this week is now the pressure is on governments to ease restrictions in line with each other rather than suppress people's freedoms in line with each other. Like, Mm. every time the government says, this is our restriction, it's not, uh, oh, okay, good, that's going to keep us safe. It's always like, okay, how do you prove that this keeps us safe at the cost of the Australian economy? So I like that vibe. There's more pressure on governments to justify things.
1: We're on the downhill slope, you know. At the start, it was like states were racing each other to go up. Now they're yeah. racing each other to go down. Although not really Queensland, but anyway. Well,
0: Victoria's still the biggest holdout, so uh, we can't throw too many barbs now. Pete
1: dislikes. Do you reckon? So you're still Vics worse than Queensland? Mate, they're handing out on-the-spot fines if you go to work. Are they doing that in Queensland?
0: <laughs> don't don't, well, that's that's the big story this week. On-the-spot fines if you choose to go to somewhere that's not your living room to do an honest day's work.
1: <laughs> an honest days work. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. But Queensland's getting there. That's all I'm saying. All right. So my dislike was almost my like until politics took place. Uh, more than four. So Gladys Berejiklian, the premier of New, New South Wales, uh, said she was going to have a pay freeze on public service, public sector employees. They get a 2.5 percent pay rise each year. Uh, however, under the wage freeze policy. She said that salaries will remain unchanged for 12 months. This would save $3 billion, would affect 400,000 public sector workers. Not that we like want public servants to earn less money or anything like that, but at the time where the private sector is getting absolutely hammered, uh, it makes yeah. sense that the public sector could at least take a very small sliver of the burden because, James, you know, we're all in this together. But what happened yesterday, Arvo, was that the government met with the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party to persuade them to support the wages policy. Um, but it is understood that was not successful. Uh, It's not over yet. They could appeal to the New South, the government that is, could appeal to the New South Wales Industrial Relations Commission or introduce measures such as legislation instead of regulation. But that's a dislike because it was a good thing that was going to happen. But then the uh, shooters, fishers and farmers gave it the old kibosh. So there's probably a few New South Wales supporters of the shooters, fishers and farmers party listening to the podcast. Well, it turned out when you started smashing the NRL. (laughs) <laughs> uh no I mean I love the NRL I love that it was back um so write into your local member and tell them come on mate we need to save three billion dollars uh
0: yeah very good one okay so my dislike this week uh basically the people of Victoria now we just talked about how Ooh. Daniel Andrews was handing out uh, on the spot fines uh th- again I'm trying to bring back our New South Wales listeners so <laughs> I'm just my, my dislike this week is the people of Victoria. Now. Here's the stat for you. So Victorians have been fined for breaking coronavirus rules at almost triple the rate of any other state or territory, with almost 6,000 people receiving a $1,600 penalty since COVID restrictions were imposed. So here's the breakdown, state by state. So it's 5,957 from Victoria. Uh, Then it's 2069 in Queensland, 1290 in New South Wales and no one else above 300. Now, Victoria had the most heavy restrictions, so that might be part of it. And they also, you know, had a lot of police officers looking at restrictions. But a lot of that is Victorians getting on the blower, talking to their cops, dobbing in their neighbours, dobbing in businesses. And that just does not sit well with me, Pete. I don't like living in a a state of snitches.
1: It's really... It's real When you told me that I was really disappointed In Victorians It was really like It was really shameful mm. It was a blow to my My Victorian ego That that's like uh, that. stopped W and your mates
0: Yes, uh, I want to give a shout out to Tasmania and ACT for having absolutely no fines in the uh, for breaking coronavirus restrictions. I don't know if that's just like uh, they haven't been reported yet. I think ACT can be explained by they're such public servants that uh, it does not compute with them to even su- suggest flouting restrictions. Yeah, but Tasmania, definitely... uh, good on you.
1: Yeah, ACT would definitely be like public servants. We've all got to do this. They would like they would never have met anyone who ever who works in a small business so they would if you even know.
0: suggested catching up for a dinner party of three people they would have burned you for witchcraft
1: yeah so no credit for them but yeah okay well
0: good All stuff right, that is yep good uh so let us now go to the quiz okay we now have another round of the young ipa quiz we have the schlicht uh siblings nearly said brothers i didn't uh schlicht siblings Matt, uh adam and mia welcome back
2: Yeah. thanks for having us.
0: Now, last time you guys were on, uh, Mia then ratted you out and said it got a bit contentious in the house last time the Mm -hmm. siblings took each other on. So, Mia, uh, I don't want to throw you under the bus here, but I'm going to. So, Mia said that you were grumpy and uh, not happy with the loss for the rest of the day. Would you like to address these allegations?
2: Yeah. I'm a really gracious loser. And I think what we've proved is Mia's not a gracious winner she won not, and then not, also not. on top of that decided to go behind my back and diss me so you just i don't think she's doing any favors for her own reputation yeah i was so fine. do
1: you do you deny because she said that I, at the dinner table you're a bit there's a bit of stony silence do you deny that
2: i deny the allegations
1: man Maia, what you this say? is
2: always cheaper at the, at the dinner table
1: so maya do you have what do you say to that
3: Well, like, I agree completely. I am not at all a gracious winner, not in the slightest. (laughs) But also, Adam is not a gracious loser. And that has been proven time and time again in our board games during isolation. He always (laughs) is the first one.
2: (laughs) I just don't like board games, all right? (laughs) They're not fun fun games. He's always like, oh, I'm going to
3: go. I'm just leaving and storms off.
0: Board games are are overrated.
2: Yeah, they are. I'm with you. And card games.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm all about better. articulate. Uh, so we've got a pretty good vibe of contentiousness and bitterness already. Pete, do you want to mm. throw any elbows yourself just so it's like, you know, it's all,
1: all on the line? Uh, look, I'm, I'm not naturally a bitter and resentful person, James, but yeah, look, I mean, I, I just think that I'm going to win. So that's that's adding to the to contentiousness from my end. I reckon you could have gone Trash a bit harder. You. Now,
0: uh, there's a <laughs> few things we need to address at the start of the show. So first up, apologies for ge- forgetting the who am I last week bad sign by me I will get better second thing I need to address is some controversy and uh, I don't want to say that the quiz integrity is threatened uh, because it didn't exist in the first place but I this morning wrote out the quiz and then in my head I sent it to myself so I could get it on my laptop so we could do the quiz and I accidentally sent it to a group chat that Peter is a member of so really. Okay, good. If he, if he didn't oh, see yeah. it. <laughs> really? Is this on No, a, that, was, that was a real, I've took I've taken it down. I'm not
1: that stupid. What what group chat was it? Just the one that obviously- It was uh, the... you,
0: me and producer Mitch. So, uh, well, you didn't get there in time. Sorry, well,
1: I'm just going to be slightly suspicious if Pete rattles off the first four answers with no- Yeah, I don't remarks. believe Pete at all. I have my finger on the pulse of current affairs in this country and around the world. It will be no surprise if but I get every- But not voice. your slack, apparently.
0: Yeah. Too busy looking at uh, real it. headlines Yeah, that's right Alright, uh, let's get into this shall we So we've got 9 questions 1.4 correct answers 1.4 incorrect answers Got a who am I at the end And uh, just, yeah The buzzes thing is vital In the Zoom quiz format So make sure uh, your buzzes Which are your first names Get said early Alright, which country is set to open its borders to Australians Before the state of Queensland? What was that, at- sorry? Which country is set to open borders to Australia? Adam.
2: Adam. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand.
0: It is New
1: Zealand. One point four Adam. New Zealand. There you go. I had to okay. pretend not to get that one. Otherwise, you'd think I saw it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I did know that. Uh, good transparency, Pete.
0: Uh, now, question two. Which university sent home 24 of its students for breaking social distancing this week? Do
1: not know. Mia.
3: Mia. Melbourne Uni.
0: That is correct. The Schlicks I are saying, off to a flyer. I didn't I, think I,
2: Melbourne I, Uni was open. I didn't think there were any students there.
0: Yeah, but they got the college, so the college kicked uh, them out, uh, 24 oh. of them. What I no, like breaking... is, uh, I, I really like saying Melbourne University because it's technically the University of Melbourne, which is what someone that goes to the University of Melbourne and is really proud of it will tell you. So it's always just a good way to just slightly get under someone's skin, just to say Melbourne University. So you, good... you got them, James. They're really good yeah. for that. You know? Well, Mia brought it up. <laughs> Mia brought it up. All right. Uh, now, uh, how many fines have been handed down
1: in Victoria
0: since social distancing restrictions were imposed closest to the pin?
1: Well, Roof Seal. Well, it's closer to the pin, but I don't need these guys, don't need to bother because it's 6,000. It is correct. You we weren't getting much closer it's than that?
2: It's exactly. Off. On the, like, exactly 6,000?
0: Uh, it was Uh-oh. like 5997. I don't have the exact number in front of me, so closest oh. to the pin. The integrity's falling apart. <laughs>
2: Look. I was going to guess 5999, you know? He would have as well because it's gonna it gonna guess 5997. So... That's my tactic. <laughs>
1: These two snakes would have actually done that, like in their defense. I've done it before yeah, it's
0: in the sh- quiz. <laughs> uh, no, the schlick uh, tactic is to get one answer right at the start and then go silent. So now that they both have a point, it's about to get very quiet up in here, I reckon. So, you're okay? uh, now, according to IPA research, what is the like? Uh, okay, so there's the real unemployment rate that gets said. Now, according to IPA research, what is the revised unemployment rate after taking into account people working zero hours who don't meet unemployment criteria? Again, not the most fun question, but something that people should know just so we're all on the same page about what it's we're up against, question. Adam.
2: Bit of a stab.
0: Seventeen point five. Is it? Anyone close, else? Let's go closer to the pin.
1: Let's yes, go closest good. to the pin. After you go, Mia. After,
3: no, after you.
1: After <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I would going to say it's nine point five percent, James. Interesting. And then Mia.
3: I'm going to say thirteen point five.
1: And
0: wait, what was your guess, Adam? Seventeen point five. Seventeen
3: point five.
0: Uh, okay, I'm not very good at maths, but Mia de- gets it because it's fifteen percent.
1: <laughs> so only one point five. Where I right. saw that. All right, uh, uh, you should be a politician, Mia. You can you sure. just go s- climb the ranks with this. You know. <laughs> All right. Right. Uh now the JobKeeper
0: and Job Seeker stimulus packages. We found out that uh JobKeeper, we budgeted a bit more than was actually needed. How much was the figure off by? Uh roof, roof. Roof. Sixty billion. That is bang on the money. No need for closest to the pin. Sorry. Okay, quick score check. We got Pete on two. We got Mia on two. We got Adam on one. This is so much better than last week. Last week, I've got to say that was interesting. Like it was fun, and thank you to Renee and Julia for coming on. But that was an interesting quiz for uh, people getting the right answers. Uh,
1: Sometimes right. a really low standard game can be the most interesting game. You know, two bottom I, teams I, fighting it out.
0: I'm sure Ooh. that's what you tell yourself a lot. Uh, now, what, what? Why was Elon Musk forced by a Californian law to change the name of his baby? Which was like, I, again, I should have, I, I should know how to pronounce this by now because I keep making fun of it. But it's like the XAE A12. Exactly. What did you say, Maya?
3: No, that's just the kid's name is X-Ash.
0: X-Ash, that's the one. Sorry, why was Elon Musk forced by Californian law to change that baby's name?
3: Well, I'll
1: have a stab at this, James, because I think I can probably get this right without really knowing. And that would be that certain places in the world have rules around parents giving their kids weird names. And California is one of them
0: i needed something a bit more specific like what was the law
1: because the question is basically was abuse? uh no it's not
0: child abuse
1: um do you know in some countries they actually have lists of names that you that you have to like authorized names that you have to give them i think yeah. new zealand has that actually like new yeah zealand, F- you know? uh i don't
0: i think this has been repealed but in france you used to only be able to give your kids the names of saints or something
1: like that hmm. Anyway, Anyway, so that's not related to. Well, it might be related, but I I think because, yeah, I don't know. Is it hard for like you know if if they get if the kid gets pulled over by the police? The police can't don't know what their name is if they look at their (laughs) their license or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, It must only consist of alphabetic characters, so you can't
0: have the number twelve in a name, which is why the name was changed. Now, uh, next question: How do they solve this? What did you say? Sorry. How did
3: they solve it? Yes. Mia. Mia? Yeah. Did they just take off the 12?
0: They did not just take off the 12.
2: <laughs> uh, Adam, I'm going to stab in the dark. Yep. They just spelt it out.
0: You're close, but it's not the right answer. We're getting closer. We're warmer. Oh, I
3: reckon I know, but I don't know if I want to go. Are you allowed to go again or are you out?
0: You are, <laughs> you are but you will risk another point loss.
3: I'll wait.
1: I don't know. All right. No, No one oh, okay. knows? All right.
0: Mate, oh, I can it. do it. Are right, oh, you not going to say it? I'm going to say
3: right. Roman numerals.
0: That is correct. It is Roman numerals. Oh.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go.
3: Good recovery from me, there. Good recovery.
0: Very, very, very good. All right. Uh, which famous sports tournament announced it is going ahead with fans in attendance this year?
1: Uh, roof, this week. Roof. They, roof, roof. We actually talked about this, so I'm added a bit of an advantage. But the French Open. Yes. And I cannot wait. Uh,
0: it's just like, we've already talked about this in the show, so I won't go over things, but the level of positivity about sports coming back makes me so happy. Now, uh, back to Elon Musk. So the launch of SpaceX was delayed this week. Why? Geez, a lot of Elon Musk. Mia.
3: Um, because there was bad weather. I think specifically there was lightning or something.
0: Well, I'll give it to you. So uh, that is correct. How annoyed do you reckon Elon Musk is that he can't control the weather? Like, he spent the rest of that day going, come on, there's got to be some machine I can invent.
1: I follow Bridget Phenasy's Twitter account as well, James. And if you keep stealing <laughs> gags off her Twitter account, I'm going to tell her. Yes. Uh, damn it. All right, sorry.
0: Uh, coming into the Who Am I, uh, we got Pete on three. We've got Mia on three. We've got Adam on zero. Uh, everyone can still win. And yeah. here we go. I'm going to drop the. Uh, the, like, I died this many years ago because I'm not good at maths and I usually just think I get it wrong. So I'm just going to say this instead. I died on this day in 1431.
1: That is for five points. Because the it first is thing better. you do is work it out and it's just yeah. a waste of time. And then
0: I'm just sitting here going like, I reckon I got that wrong. Died
1: in 1431. Yeah. What's the score? I guess we're all about equal.
0: Uh, three for Pete, three for Mia, zero for Adam. So Adam, it's all on three. you for the next two.
1: Some more
0: equal than others, as they say in Animal Farm. Good uh,
1: literature reference. Uh, I don't know, James, the answer to this question.
0: Flex on it, Pete.
1: Uh, Anyone want to take a
0: stab for the... All right, so for four points. Adam, your last chance to take the clear win. I was 19 years old.
1: 1431, did you say? 1431, 19 years old. Ooh, so he or she has had a big impact in 19 short years. Yes. Yes. Feel old yet? No, I think oh. Mia's,
0: still got, Mia's still got time to overtake it. <laughs> but uh, it's long gone for Pete and I.
1: Yeah. But, you know, you don't want to peek too early. I um, oh, yeah, well, I don't
0: know definitely. who this is. <laughs> uh, so, Adam, do you want to take the stab for the undisputed victory?
2: No, I'm out. I have no idea. All right, for, fair enough. You but, can still so for win three three the points,
0: For three points, it was a French soldier. A French soldier?
1: 1431? Yep. yep, 19 years old. Oh, French soldier. Who's that? Yeah, no, I don't know. I right, like it'd be, no, it'd, so it'd give it away I'm if I said fence.
3: it. I think I'm going to sit on the fence.
1: Sit on
0: the fence? Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I reckon I've Adam. Go for it, mate. It's like, nice. if you don't get it. <laughs> i got no
2: idea. I'm bad at the who am I. So I've, never even, I've never even guessed who am I.
1: I, I think, think you Carter. got one once.
0: No, yeah. I reckon you got one once. I, uh, uh, I
1: did. Just say right. like, you know, Zidane. The set deeds are done, or um, yeah. No, so okay. Well, Adam's out. That's unlucky for Adam. Be a frosty right. dinner table tonight. But anyway.
0: Uh, okay, so for two points, this surely will give it away. I was burned at the stake by the English.
1: Uh oh! I know who it is. Mia knows. She knows. Mia. What's that? Oh, Mia. I was meant to start googling. It. That's cheating. Joan of Arc. It is correct. Mia gets
3: That's it. Mia wins a quiz. <laughs>
1: Like, give my time. <laughs> I cannot wait for tonight. Cannot
3: wait. I'm not tonight, it's all right. That
2: was yeah. I other plans.
1: Adam's out. Get out of yeah, there.
0: Very quickly made other plans. All right, cool. Uh, thank you to Adam and Mia. We've got more show for you coming up after this. And then Adam and Mia are going to join us later in the show because we're going to draft siblings in history. Sorry, Pete. That is a very late loss for a quiz. I always hate to see someone go down in the Who Am I section. So close yet so far.
1: Yeah, look, that's all right. Mia plays it pretty hard, so she deserves the win. I did note it was the first time you've chosen a woman as a Who Am I, so it's good that you are... I don't no think, that's, hay- true. No I don't think that's true. I don't think that's
0: true. I don't think that's true. I would not have my honour besmirched on this very podcast with those kind of flippant remarks with no basis. Well, uh, the sp- thing is, they have 100% basis, but that's all right. Uh, all right, speaking of flippant remarks with no basis, let's get into some more stories and our analysis of them. Uh, Pete, we've got Pete's Not
1: Fine Worldwide. We thought we'd dust off an old segment, you know, dust off an old segment which has been out for a few weeks. Pete's not fine. Worldwide, who's the Mister? Who's Mister Worldwide? Is that uh, the uh, that's Pitbull? Bulldog? I said Bulldog. <laughs> Pitbull. Anyway, Mister Japan- <laughs> Oh no! Jap- Japanese theme parks have asked people going to the theme parks not to scream. So among the recommendations, thr- thrill seekers will be asked to wear masks. Fair enough. Refrain from vocalizing loudly whilst on roller coasters. James. Uh, Ghosts lurking in haunted house should maintain a healthy distance from their victims. And (laughs) those dressed up as stuffed animal mascots and superheroes should not shake hands or high five. Uh, Also, and they specifically mentioned this superheroes engaged in fights to the death with evil villains should also avoid whipping up support from spectators to avoid screams. So they're very serious about that. Japan, they've had a really great record with coronavirus. You know, I'm not saying they're wrong here, but, um, there you go. No screaming at Japanese theme parks.
0: If Japan can get supervillains to uh, respect social distancing, that is that, that nation has come a long way since the last Godzilla attack. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, well, why don't, they should have just asked. They should have just, you know, told them there was a, a hygiene threat. Yeah, I'm exactly. not actually with Godzilla, so you're going to have to uh, carry well, this bit. <laughs> that might not surprise. Uh, I also noticed from the article
0: that uh, those clowns with the rotating heads, you put ping pong balls inside and then you get a prize. They're still allowed to have open mouths the entire time. So again, it's just in regulations. It's all about who
1: you know. Can you those clowns to get... are connected. No, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It was one of my favourite podcast moments. But for uh, those listening, Bolt did the hot did did the clown like he showed. Oh no, there it is. <laughs> so jump on YouTube if you want to see Bolt being a clown. Uh,
0: yeah, I also <laughs> I, I didn't see that the ghosts were asked to socially distance. Uh, I'm I'm pretty concerned that coronavirus has been found to have uh, human to supernatural being. Uh, transmission, so that's that's a bit concerning if we think we're winning the fight against coronavirus. I thought uh, just uh, also these places could downgrade any haunted houses to just slightly unsettling houses, yeah. just to avoid if, screams.
1: If they're keeping like 1.5 meters and they're not gonna do anything to you, then you can't really call it haunted. Yeah. So
0: I had about 45 other jokes, but I'm, I'm gonna move on to a different story. <laughs> Cause
1: none of them, none
0: of them are as good as I think they are now that I look at them <laughs> in the cold light today. <laughs> You say
1: the bit that's meant to remain in your head out loud. That's, that's called a podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Cool the ones right. I said,
0: I'll, I'll defend the ones I said, but the other ones, I'm like, ah, that's, that's it. I, I could save that. All right, last story I want to talk about, and it's a sad one. Sorry, if everyone just wants to bring down the energy a little bit. <laughs> North Korea, the North Korean state media, has admitted that Kim Il-sung did not have the power to teleport. I don't know if we want to give people the opportunity now to call a loved one and just recalibrate uh, their opinions. I know that's a huge betrayal. But uh, Kim Il-sung, who ruled North Korea from 1948 to 1994, uh, in the official North Korean paper, Rodong Shinmun, there is an article called The Secret to Teleportation, and it has revealed that Kim Il-sung did not, uh, as was once propagated, uh, use a magical skill of uh, teleportation to lead his guerrilla forces to victory against the Japanese. I don't know. If you can't trust North Korean state media, who can you?
1: In this crazy day and age, you know, where's the bloody Twitter fact check on that, you know? Yeah. That's what I want to know. All right.
0: Uh, Uh, Now, Pete, you had an idea with this story that I liked.
1: Well, what, what I think we should talk about is that headlines that will appear in the Australian media in 60 years time. So this was a legend that went around in the 1940s. What, what James is talking about. Let's, run through some headlines we think will occur in the Australian media in 60 years time do you want to kick off or do you want me to kick off I've got three Uh, happy other way how many have you got I've got three you go first
0: all right uh well first one's an obvious one uh I reckon in 60 years time the Australian media is going to admit that Tim Pallas and Dan Andrews did not know better than every other leader that signed up to a Belt and Road initiative I think uh I think they've always been like, uh, these are the guys that can get a deal done and they'll have to admit, uh, actually, no, that was not the case.
1: Yep. All right, I'll go right now. Woke hashtag. did not make you a good person? Oh, oh dear.
0: <laughs> That's, that'd be very damaging. Uh, I've got uh, articles that are basically, why isn't the mainstream media talking about uh, insert topic here? But when those articles appear in the mainstream media, those are, those do actually prove that the mainstream media is talking about a topic. Dude, that's, that's both, a pretty catchy headline. Both sides do it. Both sides do it. Like, why isn't mainstream media talking about this thing? Yeah. Mainstream media is talking about this thing. Like, you're currently talking about this thing.
1: Yeah, okay. You might have, that one needs to be of work, mate. It needs to be like six words. Uh, Australia's not all horrendous racists after all. I think in six years
0: time, they'll still be pushing that one. Potentially. Only stop you're- beating a dead horse when you admit that it's dead. And... I don't think the Australian media is going to admit that anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, last one. I didn't know we were doing actual headlines. I thought it was just like uh, the media just admitting to things. So public outrage stories that rely on four tweets with 10 likes uh, don't actually reflect the public's mood about a particular topic. Like uh, this week, there was a pretty good example with uh, the Jimmy Fallon blackface scandal. I know the news.com today you headline on it uh, basically featured seven tweets about it. Now, two of them were very popular and I'm not defending the sketch by any means, But the other five tweets that they said, you know, like showed public outrage at what Jimmy Fallon did, had ten likes between them, and like
1: that's that's not a lot. The worst that at those these days is the footy media. They'll be like fans, you know, reacted as a fan backlash to some comment some journo made, and it was you know two tweets. Yeah, not a backlash. That's two. Not a backlash. Uh, My final one.
0: Get Twitter on those.
1: Yeah, where's that? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind them fact-checking backlashes. Anyway, my final one, and I'm surprised it's still there, <laughs> is the government can't really change the climate. Bum, Again, bum, they bum. are still going to be
0: pushing that for 60 years' time.
1: No, they won't. That's my thing. In 60 years, we'll be like... Do you remember when we were young, everyone used to think that, you know, climate change, blah, blah, blah. The climate does change, mate. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean
0: yeah but i'm saying like uh they'll just find a new way to push for their policies like uh, that's a thing no nah, so there's a reason is, well, global warming became climate change it's because you can do whatever you want and you can still push the same policies
1: but there's stuff that we look back on now that we go can you believe everyone used to think this like back in the 1920s or whatever yeah but people still believe in the population be. bomb yeah well i guess we're just both providing examples of our arguments yes <laughs> yeah, almost like a debate <laughs> <laughs> interesting <laughs> but like oh, I think might have be one of those you know people used to I can't think of an example which is harming me but you know people used to think that I don't know X, Y, Z people used to think the king global was global cooling I'm trying to move away from the, the climate to, as an example oh, okay. people used to think that the king was chosen by God now, more Peck right, still thinks that. you're falling also. back on the divine right of kings
0: <laughs> that's what I'm
1: going with and now everyone says a couple of people think that alright no that's but fair F- few people not-
0: believe in the divine right of kings anymore especially now that the North Korean leader can't teleport there's even less uh, evidence to suggest that there is a divine right of kings all right. Not, the that is-
1: not the best example
0: that is it for the show this week unless Pete you want to scramble for another couple of seconds <laughs> nah that's alright that'll do all right. let's put him uh, out of the injury is- that is it for the show this week thank you Terry oh no wait, we've got the draft coming up okay uh, at the end of the show we love to do a draft and this week with the schlick siblings on we thought why don't we look at famous siblings in history draft those what is the best uh, who can create the greatest massive family members I guess so draft order is gonna be decided by the quiz so Mia's got first pick then Pete then Adam and then I have got the fourth pick so hey Adam don't don't suck I've got the fourth all right we're all we're all in this together uh, so uh, I'm pretty happy with my list, got to say, early on. So Mia, who is the greatest pair of siblings of all time in your mind?
1: Just before we do this, sorry, before Mia jumps in, can I please clarify, so do these people become your friends or do you get to spend time I... with them? or how does... No, I
0: think that's just like uh, recognition of greatness. Just, you know, the best siblings uh... of all time. They can be your friends they and might... I'm sure like endear yourself to them by making them your greatest of all time. But uh, I don't think it's like the dinner party we did the other week.
1: Okay. Noted.
3: I'm sure they want to be your friends, though, Pete, if they watch. Yeah.
0: They so don't know what comes admire. with that, though. Heavy lies, for... <laughs> Heavy lies a crown. Heavy lies crown of Peter's friend. All right, Mia, greatest sibling of all time, hit us with it.
3: Um. Well, just before this started, Adam specifically requested that I didn't pick a certain sibling. And I was going to do it just to annoy him, but I figured after his loss, I'd give him a break. So. <laughs> I won't do it this time, Adam, but my pick for The Greatest Siblings, I'm going to go with the classic Australian family, the Hemsworths.
0: <laughs> Strong pick.
3: Yeah. Like, there's an easygoing family, very down to earth. I like them because, you know, they're big Hollywood names at the moment, but they don't try, they're not like the other celebrities who are trying to you know, push their political views on you or their climate change views or anything like that. They just, they've got their house in Byron, they go out surfing, that's I don't it. know why you're not mentioning
2: as well. Mia and I, we, mum, our mum used to babysit the Hemsworth brothers. And so we technically met them when we were born. They came and visited us, both of us.
3: Well, technically. At the
2: same time, obviously. But when we were born, they came and visited the hospital and picked us up. So Thor has picked us up.
3: <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, Liam's Hemsworth was my first kiss.
1: Really? <laughs> wow! <Whoa. laughs> no. This is a Yipap scoop like none other. No,
3: I'm going to say favourite Australian family right there.
1: Stop I'm the draft. has a... won. How, do you...
0: yeah. How does anyone come back from See that? you guys next week. That's yeah. a, that is a massive victory. Out of curiosity, what were the siblings that you were not going to pick because Adam wouldn't like that? Or I'll
3: leave it to... no, no, that, is I'm that gonna going to come going up at... later
0: in the show? Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh Yeah, all right, that is an extraordinary pick and what a story. All right, Pete, try and follow that.
1: Uh, When we do the graphic on social media, we have to put in brackets. First kiss. First kiss, (laughs) yeah. Okay, (laughs) that's really not the animal stride. Okay, so mine, obviously, now everyone knows I've chosen these guys in like five of the quizzes, but my favorite band of all time is Oasis, so the Gallagher Brothers, despite the dysfunction that comes along with it. um, No one saw that coming. (laughs) Yeah, greatest rock band of all time. Couldn't have done it without Noel, couldn't have done it without Liam.
0: That's They're it. also the worst
2: siblings ever because they broke up the band. They had potentially the best band in history and they broke it up.
1: Yeah, I take your point, Adam, but I think that's part of their, like they couldn't, the destructive energy that drove all those hits had to burn out at some point potentially, but, you know, I take your point. They were crap. I mean, by then they'd really dropped off a bit. To be fair, yeah, you know, they weren't pumping. No out, diamonds so. without
0: pressure. You need the angst. Yeah,
1: Bolt's big on uh, that. That's why he's sixty.
0: Yes, uh, I lean into it now. Adam, uh, your pick.
2: Well, I actually had the Gallagher brothers in my list, and Ooh. I just presume I was—I was just not going to. Like, I don't have any spares because I didn't think anyone would choose mine. So I'm down to <laughs> you didn't it, think I
0: mean. Peter Gregory was going to choose the Gallagher brothers? Like, if you not met really. the man. <laughs>
2: I was only worried about Mia stealing mine. And so, anyway, so, my number two, the Jonas Brothers. Mainly because there's a lot of musical siblings, but there's three of them. And I only realised about actually last night when we were talking about this, they're actually brothers. They're not just friends that say they're brothers. They're three brothers.
3: That isn't their title, though. (laughs) Like, it is the Jonas (laughs) Brothers. Yeah, but, like... You can just say, your
0: yeah, the mamas and the puppas weren't each other's mothers and fathers. Do you know there's a fourth Jonas brother?
2: Yeah. And they yeah. didn't let him in the band apparently. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so mean. Even just work. give him
1: the tambourine or something. So <laughs> is that so is it just to clarify, is this the one that you told me not to pick?
2: Yep. I really like the Jonas Brothers. So you
1: just pulled rank as big brother and said me yeah. you're not allowed to pick this one. <laughs> That's not how the draft works. She didn't I like she was like who
2: who's your top one? And for some reason, I told her, and then she was like, I'm going to steal it off you. So (laughs) so like she came up with it herself.
1: It was me being a snake as usual. He was
2: being a snake. Now,
0: Adam is a fan of deep Melbourne indie music. Now, where do the Jonas Brothers fit in the history of deep Melbourne indie music? I'm just wondering.
2: Yeah, I've actually gone out on a bit of a limb here, because they're not that deep Melbourne indie, are they? I have Uh, a few there were quite a few siblings that, you know, from the deep Melbourne indie scene, I thought I could bring up, but I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> so I went, I went mainstream and I like mainstream too. We've got a, All right, fair know. enough. So people it's wanna... just...
0: Sorry, you got bolt up. I was going to say people, uh, yeah, might not know that Adam is oh. the kind of guy that if he goes to a concert and there's more than 25 other people there, uh, he's walking out. Ooh, too fun. mainstream.
2: Too many people know him. And now with coronavirus, you might exactly. only be able to go to gigs with twenty five people. So I'm the only one You gonna be able to, to tell go to
1: Gigs. Yeah, yeah, you won't be able to tell. For Mate, those do I don't like these know, guys or not? For those that don't, don't know, Adam it. is the lead singer. No, not the lead singer. <laughs> no, he he's no, in So Fox. <laughs> he's in So Fox, which is a rock band. So just in case you didn't know that, he's a rock star. Yeah, Pete's obsessed with this. Well, people I've got a lot of new listeners at the moment, so they might not have they might not know <laughs> that they're in the presence of greatness and Adam. All right, uh, i got two in a row here. So uh, I am
0: going to go, look, these aren't the best siblings. uh, And I wouldn't say they're my favorite, but I've just got to go impact on world history, Cain and Abel. I mean, pretty big impact, (laughs) introducing the concept of evil into the world, uh, the first murder, uh, real trailblazers in that
1: area. So I'm going to go Cain and Abel. They didn't introduce evil. Evil was the serpent. So you're going to get a hell for that. But but yeah, no, good choice.
0: (laughs) Still think uh, First Murder's got to give you something. Uh, Now, do I want to go history or do I want to go... Okay, my next one, uh, I am going to go the Coen Brothers, my favourite filmmakers. Uh, Their movies are the best. Everyone should watch them. Fargo, uh, No Country for Old Men, all the others, all the hits. Coen Brothers, they're
1: my number two pick. So, you're sort of two picks in, no comedians yet. Are there any comedians uh, siblings? Uh, not,
0: not very good ones off the top of my head. I could have just picked Conan O'Brien and just one of his siblings, just so I got Conan O'Brien. But uh, can't Brothers, you know, some of the movies are pretty funny.
1: Fair enough. All right. Also, uh, to back that. to Adam. Is it? Wouldn't it be... Oh, no, it's Adam, yeah. S- snake Sorry. draft.
0: Got lost in the snake. Uh, this one, I'm not sure if this counts
2: or not. So fantastic band the white stripes meg white and jack white now what's weird about them is they told everyone that they were siblings and went public about being siblings that was their whole thing but it turns out they're not actually siblings they're married well they're, they got divorced but they yeah. were married and they just told everyone they were siblings but in my mind they're like honorary siblings so they're still my pick that's I really had them on my short
0: list for the same reason, just the honorary nature by the way, they how really weird is it? to be siblings? How weird is it that like they got divorced before they became a band like yeah, before they were famous
2: I still don't think that's the weirdest thing. I think the weirdest thing is that they were married and then they told everyone they were related. That's gotta be weird,
0: yeah, that's up there yeah that's what
1: do you that's there's so many things I want to unpack with that,
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot going on, but you know what. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, made your list, so yeah,
2: they're, they're in my list, so good on them. still one of
0: the, still one of the great albums
1: of all time. Uh, all right, over to the roof seal. Yeah, well, as you people, regular listeners would know, I'm a massive cricket fan. I play cricket, and it would be absolutely remiss of me to not have a little tickle at the War Brothers because name a little tickle. My- <laughs> <laughs> Naming them in, on my list might get them to play for my club, the Mighty Diners. So obviously, people know Mark and Steve, two of Australia's greatest ever players. I don't think as people like they're. they're oh, look! I don't want to say things I'm going to get sued for, but I don't. I don't, I don't reckon I'd be. They're really not coming to your cricket on. club now. <laughs> they will just see the graphic. The I don't think they're like the greatest. Like you know, Mark was a bit prickly. I reckon Steve was a bit prickly as well. But as cricketers, they were fantastic. And the thing about the War brothers is they've actually got a little brother called Dean War, who played a little bit of first-class cricket in New South Wales. So you're getting, and there might even be one other. Anyway, you're getting three or four cricketers down to the Deaners. We avoided relegation by 0.07 percent this year. We're going all the way next year. We're going to have four Wars in the team. Here we come.
0: I have often said that 2020 was the year of the Deaners. Uh, if you had to pick between Mark and Steve, which one would it be?
1: Well, Mark Waugh had more natural talent, but Steve Waugh had more uh, guts. So Steve Waugh. Oh, Steve there will, we go. And was you know, obviously a great skipper. 200 in Kingston, Jamaica. Come on, mate. Told Kirtley and Rose where to go. Uh,
0: I know four of those words and I'm proud of myself. All right, Mia, you've got two in a row.
3: Two in a row. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to go along with this musical theme that we've got going. One of the most iconic family bands, I'm going to say, the Jackson Five
1: oh good oh, pick, good one
3: also because well our family has five siblings as well so i feel like we are in some way the jackson five we're all very musical mm-hmm. um, but the one limitation to our band is that everyone plays the same instrument so which is the saxophone except for me so i'll just be michael jackson and then everyone else can play the saxophone
0: <laughs> <laughs> hang on you just have your to be the most saxophone. talented of them all yeah. yeah
3: all siblings play the saxophone
0: is it different saxophones, or is
1: it like nah, you know one the all... bass and the other <laughs> No, we,
2: we all play the tenor saxophone.
1: Oh, <laughs> what brought this about, Adam or me? Um,
2: well, I think I I started playing it first, so they all copied me. I'm the oldest, so is that, that true, man? me?
3: Yeah, no. Adam did start. Adam often started the musical trends, and we all just kind of followed. So that's. But Adam and I did musicals together. We both we did some guitar um performances together so i reckon our family could do it if we just kind of you know had some more instruments going on other than saxophone
0: (laughs) what i like about getting the jackson five is that you also get uh janet jackson who's not a member of the jackson five but in the family so
2: yeah you
3: can have people sub in yes and she's pretty
2: famous she's probably Mm. arguably the second most famous one out of all of them
0: i don't reckon it's a argument yeah i reckon uh far and away uh, My apologies to Tito Jackson, but uh, I'm sorry, you know Janet. She did get caught
2: lip syncing (laughs) recently, though. Oh, really? Yeah, people weren't happy.
0: Oh, no. All right, and then, Mia, your last pick. (laughs) (laughs) That was Bolt's
1: reaction, then. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) All right, last pick.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Next one. Really shook him. Um, My last pick is, so I think along this thing with, so Adam and I obviously clearly have a bit of a sibling rivalry going on. But at the end of the day, we are quite, you know, we're on the same page a lot of the time. So I'm going to go with Venus and Serena Williams because they have a huge rivalry on the court, but off the court, they're always like supporting each other. They always say how much they respect each other's game. So, and I think they're just you know, powerhouse. So now I'm covered, I've covered my musical basis, my acting basis and my sport basis. So my list is perfect. Well-rounded. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> perfect. It's a well-rounded list. Yeah, well, you know, the, the Williamses would have heaps of money. Do you like tennis?
3: Um, I used to play tennis. I wasn't good at it. Then. They've
1: probably got a tennis court that you could practice on. That would be fun. Yeah,
3: the, if I'm friends with them, sure.
1: Pete's <laughs>
0: yeah. very hung up on the idea of being friends with them. Uh, now, Pete, your last pick.
1: In my mind, I'm now friends with all these people. <laughs> um, Including the War so.
0: Brothers, who you secretly think are a bit prickly.
1: Yeah, not secretly anymore, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so my final pick, oh, I can't decide whether, which direction to take this in. Uh, yeah, okay, I, I've decided. My final pick are the Schlicks. So T- Pandering. You get, pandering. You get, now, how many of them are? There's like 17 of them, isn't there? How many are there?
2: It's five of us.
1: Five, okay. They all play the saxophone, which is great uh you know oh does me not play it yeah me is the only one
3: that doesn't i'm the lead i'm the lead in the band because they're all behind me with the saxophone
0: that's right yeah and five saxophones that's that's a concept album
1: no because they're fun loving they're cool they're much like they're cool i'm not a very cool person so i admire people that are cool and uh that's what i'm going with oh thanks Pete. no worries mate it's, uh, okay, yeah.
0: and then the last pick for Adam. All
2: right, well, I'm actually surprised this one hasn't been said yet, and I think it gets extra points because they're identical twins. Um, I'm going to stick with the music theme, the Veronicas. As someone oh. said, I was privileged enough <laughs> to see them live at the end of last year, and they are still on the top of their game. Excellent. How
0: Artists. many death circles were in the Veronicas set?
2: An unbelievable amount.
0: For people that don't know, what is a death circle?
2: It's just kind of, so you're in the big mosh, you know, you're all chucked in there. This is a music festival. And then all of a sudden, like a whole group of you like spread out into a big circle and then kind of like at key moments of the song, you all run in and punch each other as hard as you can. And it's (laughs) fun.
1: Yeah, it sounds fun. (laughs) uh, sounds, Sounds like my favorite way to spend a day. Is there is there a thing with your age group, Adam and Mia, to to kind of ironically, or maybe not ironically, be massive fans of the Veronicas? Because it feels like there's uh, a lot I don't of think Veronica it's ironic
2: outfit. at all. I really like them.
0: Untouched is a banger and always will be. Like, there's good. no two ways about it. What you can
2: about,
1: about you, Mia? <laughs> what about you, Maya?
3: Well, I like and also they're so versatile. Like, they perform Untouched in like heavy metal style as well. Yeah, like, In all the ways. They They did it at a
2: death concert, a death metal concert.
3: So they're opera, they're doing everything. It's not ironic, not at all.
1: Did they get kicked off a plane recently?
3: Yeah. They're
2: fun. Oh, I don't know what they did.
1: Just rock and roll.
3: Yeah. They're just standing up for themselves and their fame. They know what they deserve.
1: (laughs) Alrighty, the Veronica's.
0: Oh, right, my last my last pick uh i'm gonna go two of my favorite people uh they're no longer on twitter but when they were it was the oh, golden no. age for the website the krasenstein brothers Oh no uh, No two people have ever made me laugh uh without knowing anything about why they're so funny these were two people that would just their job was to reply to donald trump's tweets and then 500 people would just dunk all over them and call them names and they would get really offended and then they started a podcast where they just ran through the insults that people sent them and just read them out and didn't respond to them except just go that's mean uh i miss them every day i'm hoping that trump's executive order somehow brings back the krassenstein brothers because i need them back in my life So the krassenstein brothers they're my
1: final pick who was it that retweeted them the other day they're off twitter they're banned not retweeted them she, oh it was uh, that woman from Will and Grace oh yeah yeah uh, she, Deborah Messing she retweeted like one of not retweeted but tweeted one of their articles or something about Tara Reid
0: yes uh, story, Pete, Pete. Finding a funny way to bring that story back into the, <laughs> the end of the quiz <laughs> yeah. uh, let's just uh, navigate around this and uh, just say alright that is it for the draft and thank you to Adam and Mia a lot of fun and we'll see everyone next week